You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. This is Lee Gomez with Chirp Radio, and we're here tonight at Subterranean with Caro Tanga of Oathbreaker. Uh, how you doing tonight? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I, you know, I'm here, and that's all I could ask for right now. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and jump right into it here. Uh, you guys are concluding what is now, correct me if I'm wrong, your fourth tour through the States? Yeah, this is our fourth, um, fourth run. Yeah, we did a, an East Coast run really a long time ago around uh this is hardcore fest then we did a run with cult leader a couple of years love after. cult leader and that was like east east to west coast and then a little bit of the south Excellent. And, um, then we were here in october and now we're back so it's our fourth yeah we're glad to have you uh so I'll, i guess i'll touch on your last tour here really quick you guys uh went through with skeleton witch and iron reagan that was your yes. first supporting tour if i'm not mistaken correct yeah that's correct excellent yes. and you guys had never met prior to that tour if uh no we haven't <laughs> we definitely did tours before where we had never met any of the other bands um in europe basically mm-hmm. um this tour here came along the exact same way like we had no idea who the other we know no one in the other bands um we like their music and that's why we asked them to join us i was actually speaking with a few people uh, waiting outside prior to doors mm-hmm. and one of the things i heard at least three times was yeah that the, the people that they tour with you know of course it's it's heavier music but at the same time it doesn't necessarily align with you know the the hardcore aesthetic or Mm-mm. maybe even you know black metal to me that makes an interesting bill sure definitely definitely um, a lot of promoters or um bookers want to try and book put the same bands on the same tour too much i won't be interested in the last band if the first two bands are exactly the same i mean we all listen to such a variety of bands that it's so hard to just tour with heavy bands all the time and that actually brings me to another point um i might be dating myself here a little bit but church of ra there was such uh, a diverse pick of genres there uh, mm-hmm. coming out of that collective. Is that something that was just more so a one-time deal, or is that something that you guys are still building? Sometimes that whole collective gets like misinterpreted. The core of its idea or concept, we're just a, a bunch of really good friends who are connected through music or through arts or through visual stories or through photography that's basically just having a like a really creative bunch of friends that are doing a whole spectrum of things definitely definitely and for those of you uh you listening who are not familiar with church Ra, it's a collective uh and correct me if i'm wrong here but uh, a collective of pretty much like-minded bands uh based out of east flanders correct and this was this was started by we're based out of it yeah we're based out of it but most of us don't come from there (laughs) gotcha (laughs) we're all we're all all walks of life from west flanders or um i think we're just all based now in East Flanders because Ghent is just such a creative city.
You know, the, the Oathbreaker versus Hessian video, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, that's one of my favorite videos of you guys. Cool. Uh, for, such a long time ago, I know. Too. I, 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 was, I was throwing it back with that one right there. No, um, right. What was that, like 2012 for you guys? I think so, yeah. 2012. Something around there. We were playing in a, we were playing in a church. Yeah, yeah. And um, basically all of the bands connected through Church of Ra, or all of these bands played the same night in that church. And all of the bands were set up in the church on a different spot. And you could walk around, and there was art, and it was amazing. Especially because we started playing, Hessian dropped in, we did a shared set, and then when we stopped playing, Blackheart Rebellion had this like installation with television screens or whatever, and they were playing inside of that installation. Really crazy. It's one of the most memorable nights that I can remember ever playing. Of course, uh, that'll lead me into here. My next topic, oh. the 1056 Son of Our music video. video. It was a very visceral, primal music video. What is, I, I guess, I, I, you, you have explained in interviews in the past that, you know, you have a background in dancing, correct? Mm -hmm. um, of course, they're, you know, near the end, you just kind of, you, you just go, you go for it. How did you come up with the idea that you know, with the sand and then the, just the white blankness and the energy, all it's, that stuff coming together. So I've come across a lot of videos and a lot of things, and I always save a lot of them, like things that it, that will that I have to like keep in mind for whenever I need something. <laughs> and one of there's like there's two videos that have influenced me to make this one in particular, mm -hmm. and one of them was a basically a dance video with sand it was white sand on the floor mm -hmm. and it's um, from a Belgian choreographer her name is Anna Theresa de Kiersmaker she made a, a choreography for the presentation of a, a, a fashion label that uh, did a collaboration with H&M okay. um, they presented that collection in Paris and one of the things one of the presentation things was that those women and men were dancing on the white sand, white sand and like drawing circles and taking their clothes off and it was yeah it was really nice and really pretty and it always it like always stayed in my mind and then another one is um, this like 80s uh, horror movie possession there's a scene that every everyone who's into that <laughs> will know and it's a subway scene where this woman goes crazy and she has throws like her a, groceries all over the yes, place and milk, milk and, and yeah and she loses it and she throws up and she's right. bleeding and there's like and it's really it's really crazy <laughs> and that kind of inspired me to for the last part to just like let everything go and and um yeah bjork or someone else has made a complete remake of that scene in a music video too interesting but that, those are things that i only found out after we made the video <laughs> Uh, 
Um, you actually brought up uh, a name that I kind of wanted to touch on really quick, and that was Bjork. I bring that up because I was always curious as to whether or not Bjork was a influence for your singer's singing style or where you drew influences from. I don't think Bjork was a direct like influence mm-hmm. vocal-wise. Okay. Um, I love her aesthetics more. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, she has an amazing voice, but there's different influences that have influenced me so much more. PJ Harvey, Portishead. Oh, I love PJ Harvey. Uh, women like that, but most importantly, I wish I could sing like her, but I can't. But maybe one day, who knows? <laughs> oh, um, come on now. Is um, the Cocteau Twins. Um, I'm a huge, yeah. We covered a Cocteau Twins song for quite a time, and no one ever knew what song it was. And we recorded it, and we wanted to do something with it, and we never did. And so it's somewhere. I know it's somewhere. So maybe a little uh, record store day release coming down the pipe maybe, here, possibly. Maybe, who knows? Okay. We have a bunch of covers that we really want to do, so maybe, who knows? Um, all right. Well, hey, you know, you, you had brought up uh, Cactu Twins as well. Uh, what I really want to kind of get your opinion on was uh, the the black gaze trend or happening right now it, right you know i'm sorry i like i hate being boxed that way sure sure it limits your creativity so hard like every interview that i've done in 10 years of oathbreaker almost 10 years of oathbreaker even if i say the word or not it's going to be in there and it's hardcore we're not hardcore at all we come from a background that is hardcore and we I've listened to a lot of hardcore bands in when I was younger mm-hmm. and what I think is most important about that is the fact that it's so DIY and there's like the mentality and like the scene is important but music wise we are not hardcore at all uh all right well no hey i'll uh, i'll go ahead and close this out right now uh, i usually like to try asking you know more of a little more lighthearted, goofy uh question here near the end so i guess for you uh we'll keep this pretty light-hearted let's say uh how about a guilty pleasure we can uh, go either guilty pleasure movie or guilty pleasure band okay i'm gonna say guilty pleasure show i have a a serious issue with shows okay bring it on I've watched everything there is. Every show. Almost. Almost. Good or bad, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I've seen all of the hills and the city. Like, MTV is basically my guilty pleasure. Just MTV across the board. Yeah, everything on MTV, basically. That's a real guilty pleasure. Um, Yeah. It's been great talking with you. I appreciate Same. you coming out and Likewise. taking the time tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to a great show tonight. We'll try. Oh, come on now with that. Uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, it's been great. This is Lee Gomez again with Caro Tang. Tang? Tang. Tang. There we go. Perfect. She's so much better at it than I am. But anyway, from Subterranean, thank you very much and good night. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. Yeah.